Hey everybody, this is Sophie and welcome to episode 190 of the Big Boo Cast. In this episode, listen, we're going to jump all over the place. It's it's not for the faint of heart in terms of the the pace of the topics. We're going to talk about some corn that I had and then made recently that's pretty much been life-changing. We're going to talk about Melanie's television situation and how that may play out for her with Hamilton. We're going to talk about some new detergent that I found and that I'm enjoying deep matters and we're really going to dig into somebody feed Phil, which I recently watched for the first time and oh my goodness does it ever prompt a discussion so a whole lot of different places to land in this episode but as always we're so glad you're here we hope you enjoy it we hope it makes you laugh a little hope it lightens the load a little So here we go with episode 190. Hey, everybody. This is Sophie. This is Big Mama. Hey, it's Melanie. It's Big Mama. We apparently have a lot of things we feel like we need to talk about today. I've come prepared with a list. Oh, you are very efficient. I don't have a list. I just have a list in my head. Well, that's all that matters. That's all yeah. that counts. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So Hazel's in here with me, by the way, too. And she is snoring like a bandit. So I don't know that bandits snore, but she's she's really getting after it. So I apologize if she's a distraction. I can't um, even hear her. Um, so the one of the first things I wanted to mention, and again, I have a list, mm-hmm. um, but my friend Casey passed along a corn recipe that I feel like would be a blessing to all. Oh, I love a corn recipe. Well, this is so simple, um, but she she made this corn and I tried it and I was like, oh, that is really good. And then I made it on Father's Day. Now she made it in the crock pot. I made it on the stove. Okay. And I'm going to stay, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to tell you what you do because it's that easy. Oh, okay. Even better. Even better. So you get, and it, it really is like, I don't know that there are thing, many things better than cream corn in the summertime. Like I just, it's a, no. ma- it's a magical situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what I love about this recipe is that you don't have to have fresh corn. I mean, you could, it would be even better with fresh corn if you want to cut corn off the cob. Okay. You know, that's your own decision. That's between yes. you and the Lord. But, yes. but what I'm going to say is I use frozen corn. So you get two bags of frozen corn. Like I think I had two 14 mm-hmm. ounce bags of frozen corn. A block of cream cheese that you cut into chunks. Oh. Four tablespoons of butter that you cut into, you know, you just kind of dice them up into cubes. Oh. Um, some salt, some pepper, and two tablespoons of sugar. <gasps> and That sounds amazing so when casey did it she put it all in the crock pot and let it cook on low for a few hours okay and when i made it on father's day i just didn't feel like getting out any sort of extra apparatus which is where i land on most days with any i i just yeah i just would prefer to cook it on the stove yeah so i put all those things in uh 
boiler and then I added probably a fourth of cup a fourth a cup a half and half just so there would be something that would steam and would help everything melt Uh uh Um, and I just stirred it every so often here's what I'm gonna tell you it is unbelievable it is so good so good it's so easy so I just put it kind of on a medium heat and let it uh, so it would start to steam start it occasionally sit till everything melted and then just put it on low and okay. then after it had it had been on low for 20 minutes or so, I just turned it off. You know, I mean, okay. you know, you want your corn to get good and thawed and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it is spectacular. And there's a, there, listen, you know how I get into the hypotheticals. There's a ton, yeah. ton of stuff you could add. You could dice up green onion if you want to do that. You could put jalapenos yeah. in it. You uh-huh. could put, um, you could do the red peppers that are in chipotle sauce. You could dice up a, that and put it in there. Uh-huh. Um, you could, you could put a ton of stuff in there, but just as is. It is so delicious. I cannot even tell you. Mm -hmm. Okay. That sounds so good. I'm going to tell you a sad story about my life. Perry Shankle doesn't like corn. Mm -mm. I mean, I don't, how do you not like corn? I mean, I don't, I don't understand. It's the dessert of the vegetables. It is. And it's so good. But like, if I make anything, he's like, this would have been fine, but I I don't want the corn in it. So it's weird because when I make stuff now, like taco soup and stuff, he doesn't want the corn in it, which I'm like, that gives it color. Like it Uh needs that corn, like to me for the flavor and for the color Mm -hmm, part, mm -hmm. because otherwise it just looks like a brown pot of something, (laughs) you know? And and I don't know if y'all know this about Melanie, (laughs) but she does not care for a pot of brown food. No. Or a, a, a no. pot of gray food, no. or a pot of any one colored food. Nope. She, nope. she beige food. She does not like beige food. It needs uh-uh. to have some 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 pop Color. in there. Something yes. else. Mm-hmm. I need something that's indicative of it being something more than slop. But Perry doesn't like corn, and I. So it's a real now. Caroline and I would eat it, and yeah. I I will make this because it sounds delicious, but I'm just saying, I just needed y'all to know my tale of woe that I'm married to a man who doesn't like corn. I'm really sorry. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to tell you that you could half this recipe and you can make just one bag for you and Caroline. Okay. When I tell you, I mean, as I was telling you earlier, it had been a while since I made the kind of meal I made for Father's Day because I did Mm -hmm. country fried steak and I did rice and gravy and I did this corn and I did green beans and when I tell you that Alex Hudson's plate, yeah. like he, his level of enthusiasm for that meal, you uh-huh. know, because it was just uh-huh. like just a good old sort of throw down. Oh, yeah. Meat and vegetable meal. Uh-huh. Um, he, that corn, we just, you know how sometimes when you're eating something and you can't quit talking about it? Yes. That was us in that corn. Like, uh. and just continue to talk about the corn. It's so delicious and it's so easy and I just I felt like I needed to share it so Casey's summer corn I'll jot that down in the show notes um it's it's fantastic okay that sounds delightful that Mm -hmm. sounds so good so Mm -hmm. I did same thing last night well we had done so Saturday night before Father's Day Perry had grilled and did quail and sausage and we did bacon wrapped jalapenos and like the whole thing Mm. so that was like kind of our, that was our Father's Day meal that he cooked for himself. Yes. Um, although I did make potatoes to go with it and, okay. um, and fried okra. I did fried okra. Well, you, um, cook, you cooked fried okra for a solid <laughs> two and a half hours, I bet. I did. It takes a while. The okra, mm-hmm. it takes a while. You got to be and patient. You got to want you, it real bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, you've got to want it real bad. And so I did that. And then, um, 
and then Sunday we just picked up tacos after church because that's what we do. Right. And then, um, and then last night though, I made, I was just craving like chicken fried steak. And so I did chicken fried, we had elk. And so we did chicken fried elk steak and mashed potatoes and it was so good. Like mm. I can't even, it's just really one of my favorite meals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's something about battering some red meat that will, mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, it's just so good. We'll just get you on through. It really I will. know. And I know it's not good for you, but man, it tastes good. Every so, once in a while, though. I think that's every it. once in a while, it's fine. Yeah. Um. Okay. The other thing I wanted to mention, and this is where you changed my life a little bit. Oh. Is I asked you a couple of weeks ago, not on the podcast, but just on the phone. If you had a suggestion for a way to hold my hair back when I go walking, because we have reached the point mm. of the summer where it, the, the, it's hot. Yes. And so I don't, there's no more just glistening. There's none of that no. anymore. Like I, it's just a full on sweat by the time yeah. I'm about a half a mile in mm-hmm. and the sweat pouring in my eyes really hurts. Like it burns. Yeah. And um, so I asked you if there was a particular way that you like to keep your hair back. And you told me that there were these hair ties that Caroline likes, these Nike yes. hair ties. Yes. And I'm going to tell you, I don't, I don't know what I would, would do without them now that okay. I, because here's what happens. And like, and this is just how kind of the days have played out lately. But usually when I, after I finish walking, I have somewhere I, I need to go, you know, like mm-hmm. I need to run to the grocery store. I need to, I've yeah. got some, something I need to do. And, um, and there have been a few times where I'm like, well, I can't go anywhere because look at my hair. Like mm-hmm. I can't. So the hair tie, which is just like a long piece of, what do you call that fabric? Like dry fit? Yeah, like, like dry just, fit fabric. Yeah. 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 And you just wrap it around your head, you tie it where it fits and then you can slip it on and off after that point. Uh-huh. But it because it goes around the perimeter of my hair, like it really does absorb all that sweat, which yes. keeps all that sweat from rolling back into my scalp yes. and making my hair soaking wet. Um, but they're fantastic. And like yesterday when I took it off, it was so like it was so wet, you know, because uh-huh. it was just as mama it was just full of sweat as mama yeah. would say. Um, yes. But my hair was salvageable. So... Okay. Um, I really like them. So I'm going to get me a couple more because I just have one right okay. now. So I need yeah. I need at least two so I can rotate and throw one in the wash every day. But okay. they're great. Yeah. And so and because I, as I've mentioned before, I have my head, my head is enormous. Yeah. I just I come from a long line of really big headed people. Everybody in my family has a big head. So some of the normal headbands that you would go buy, I will get like a tension headache because it's just too yeah. tight. Uh-huh. So I love uh-huh. that this is you can tie it lightly, you know, and yeah. you can tie it. It doesn't matter how big your head is. It'll work. Yeah. Um, so I love that it doesn't give me a headache. It's not too tight when I when I wrap yeah. it around. So I'm a yeah. big fan. Now, yeah, I, look kind of I look ridiculous. I look ridiculous. But but I, I don't care. No, it doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. I know Caroline, that was a Caroline discovery. She had a girl on one of her soccer teams a couple of years ago that used to wear them all the time. And I always thought she looked darling in them, you know, because like mm-hmm. playing soccer and it would kind of tie and she'd wear it with a ponytail. And I was like, that is very cute. I didn't even think about the functionality of it, yeah. you know, that maybe it was practical. Functional, yeah. 
Um, and then Caroline was like, hey, can I get some of those? And so I think she used them for the first time when she went to soccer camp last summer at A&M. And she was like, mom, because she says she thinks that is that like is your sweat that it actually keeps your head cooler too. Like it kind of cools you off. I can totally bit. see that, especially if you're in a long soccer game. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. But just to not have, just to not have to manage, like, I felt like for a, the the whole, I don't know, week before I got it, I was constantly lifting up the collar of my, not the collar, but the neck of my shirt to wipe uh-huh. my face off. Yeah. And so it just helps practically with okay. with that. So I'm, I'm a big fan. I'm going to, I'm going to order me another one. Um, I really, really, really like it. Okay. Well, I'm so glad. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad. So that's great. That's mm-hmm. uh, So corn and hair ties. That's what I needed to tell everybody today. That's what you brought to the table today. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. we appreciate that. That is stuff that we need to know about. Mm-hmm. Um, that now I'm going to tell you what I am bringing to the table today. So I have mentioned, I had mentioned, I think on one of the podcasts before, I can't remember which one, the one before this or one that we had talked about the gua sha, the, the stone, yes. you, know, you do the stuff with your face. Um, so I'm going to tell you that I am now a total believer in it. I sit okay. there every night when I watch my shows and I do it to my face. But last night, and you can find it on IGTV and we'll link it in the show notes. So Kathleen Jennings um, did an IGTV with um, a girl named Jennifer Adele, I think it is, who walked us through, who I guess is an esthetician. And she walked us through all the way you use the gua sha on your face. Okay. And how you use it, how you have to, I'm going to tell you, you push above your clavicle, you have to open up your lymph, you have to open Mm. that up, and then you use it, and then you bring it down to help detox your whole face. Mm -hmm. Um, It helps with puffiness, it helps with TMJ, it helps with stress at the end of the day, it helps, it can help lift your brow as you like sit. Well, I need that. Well, I'm just saying that it, I don't, listen. Right now, do I really know if it's doing anything? I don't know. Does it feel good at the end of the day? Is it like kind of a soothing ritual to sit there? As I, I'm sure Perry loves it. As I sit there and comb my face and go up and down and all that. Uh, but I do think it helps with puffiness. I do think it helps. Like if I've had a lot of salt or whatever, I do think it helps with puffiness. Okay. So I'm just saying... I really like it. Um, and then somebody had messaged me and said that she had bought one. And I guess when you get it from Amazon, it comes with like different things that you can do. And she said she had been using it on her because it says you can use it for like acupressure kind of wherever. And she said she had been using it on her feet and it was a game changer. On her feet, you said? Yes. Like to work through her arch, like sore arches and okay. stuff. Like she's got plantar fasciitis and said that it was like a game changer. Did I tell you about the last pedicure I had? Uh-uh. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, I and I I I I won't get into the the whole thing of it, but the bottom line <laughs> is that it was very uncomfortable. Like, know. just like he he hurt me a lot. Like he uh-huh. hurt my toes, and I will say I think my toes are more sensitive with all the walking that I have done over the last little bit because I you know they're hitting my shoes and all that kind of yes. stuff. But, yes. but it just hurt, and I kept like I, there were several times I had to go like no no. Uh-uh. Um, it was not enjoyable. So I'm going to go back this weekend for what I hope will be a redemptive pedicure. Okay, let's hope so. The person, the the woman who owns the place where I go said she saw what, like, I guess she kept seeing my face when she would walk by because 
I would say like, that hurts. That hurts. Oh, no. I know. It was terrible. And so she said, I will, I will, um, I'll make sure that you have somebody different next time. And I was like, well, that, that would be great. But it was really painful. And I don't, maybe too, maybe I'm tender footed because, you know, we had such a long time where we couldn't go get pedicures and all that. And I do think like the more you get them, the less ticklish you are, you know, the less sort of sensitive you are in terms of somebody touching your feet. At least that's been my experience. Yes, yes. So it may be that just I'm out of pedicure shape. But um, man, it was not pleasant. It just it it was it was bad news. So okay, I don't think that that is I feel like you had a bad technician, because I, I don't so. feel like that is a thing because I okay. had my first pedicure you know, a couple of weeks ago, and it was delightful. I didn't okay. find that there was any, my feet were not overly sensitive to anything. I think it was fine. Okay. Maybe I did have a bad technician. Maybe he was out of practice because, you know, it had just been a little bit, but I, I just, I've never been in a situation where I, I just, I was so uncomfortable. I just wanted it to be over. And a pedicure is one of my favorite things, but I, yeah. I did not enjoy it. So. Oh, I'm real sorry. Well, I think listen, that's real unfortunate. That's my tale of heartache for, for the day. I know. And I saw today there's some kind of dust cloud, like some Saharan dust cloud that's going to sweep through the Midwest. Listen, it's, I'm going to tell you, I don't mean to be, but I'm telling that that dust, we get, we normally get the Mexico dust in the fires in the summer, but Uh I'm going to tell you that I think that Saharan dust has already started to hit Texas because like I cannot breathe or maybe I have the coronavirus, but I'm saying I can't. Like, like I'm so congested and like okay. last night I could not quit sneezing and I know it's that dust. Okay. All right. Well, so. I, I just saw it today, but I, I mean, it's the, it's the plague of frogs next. It's, it's all I know yeah. to say. We have Saharan dust. Hey y'all, it's me here with a quick break in the middle of the podcast to talk to you about Magic Spoon. Growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid, whether that was an after-school snack or it was a Saturday morning breakfast in front of some cartoons. But as I got older, I started to give up on the cereal because I realized it was full of sugar and junk that probably I shouldn't eat. You know, you try to cut down on the carbs and you try to eat healthier, but you still miss the nostalgia and the flavor of just some really good cereal. Well, that's why I'm so happy to talk to you about Magic Spoon. Magic Spoon cereal has zero grams of sugar, 12 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. It comes in four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. And it's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. It is free of so many things which is really impressive. I happen to like the blueberry best of all. There is something about it that just brings back those childhood memories as well as something that feels like a real treat at a point in my life where cereal is not necessarily my go-to. And we would love for you too to try and experience the Magic Spoon cereal. So all you have to do is go to magicspoon.com slash bigboo to grab a variety pack and try it today and be sure to use our promo code big boo at checkout to get free shipping listen magic spoon is so confident in their product that it's backed with a hundred percent happiness guarantee so if you don't like it for any reason at all they will refund your money no questions asked that's magicspoon.com big boo and use the code big boo for free shipping thanks magic spoon for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. 
Alrighty, here we go. Back to episode 190. Well, and we had big thunderstorms come through here this morning and we're supposed to again tomorrow and Perry's like, great. So we're going to have like muddy dust. We're going to have like muggy. Sludge. Like sludge on everything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I know the dust is coming. Um, Okay, so I have a question and I don't know that anybody is going to be able to help me with this. Okay. But I'm going to throw it out there. Okay. As we know, speaking of things that are happy in 2020, mm-hmm. um, Hamilton is going to be on Disney Plus July 3rd. Yes, ma'am. I cannot wait for it. I cannot wait. I've cleared my calendar. I, I have told to. my whole family don't make any plans for July 3rd because we are going to sit down together mm-hmm. and we're going to watch Hamilton. Right. Um, do I even know that they're going to like Hamilton? I don't for sure. But if they don't, then there's a problem. Well, I was going to say, do you really even care if they don't like it? Like, I really mm-hmm. don't. Mm-hmm. No not the point they're going to have to sit and watch mm-hmm. it and so anyway but here's the problem so in our living room which is our big tv which is where i would prefer to watch it yes we have a hisense the famous tv brand hisense um uh it's a good tv i like it the picture's great we got it um we we got it it works great it's all fine it, it's a smart tv so it has like youtube and it has Netflix, it doesn't have Hulu, which is a point of contention for me, which Mm -hmm. I didn't know Mm -hmm. about when we first got it. And I can't get Disney Plus on it. So you're going to have to go get you. Well, I think you can do a couple of things. Okay. But well, let me tell you, let me, let me finish with this disclaimer. So it's huge. So it's a, it's a big, like 60 inch. So it's a big TV and it's hanging on our wall. And so I don't know that there's an easy way. And then like the HD the HD ports are like in the back towards the middle of the TV. Yes. I gotcha. So you, don't... so how, mm-hmm. am, so we have a fire stick that okay. goes on our smaller TV, but like, am I going to have to take that TV off the wall to get okay. that fire stick to plug in? Is that what you're telling me? Oh, I feel like this is really a question for David. Um, <laughs> and I really like, I, I think, I, I think I, what I want to do is I want to, I want to, stop talking for a second. I want to go ask him. I feel like I, I need to, to help you settle this. Um, well, you can, if you want to, or you can just let me know later. And or I thought maybe everybody else might have an answer, but I'm like, is there some way, but I don't think that there is. I've been Googling because I can Chromecast, but then that still, everything requires that stupid HD port that's in the middle of the back of mm. the huge TV. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know that mm-hmm. at the end of the day that my marriage is strong enough to survive us taking that TV off the wall. Yes. Oh, goodness. I, I, I personally can't think of a way unless, unless if you had an iPad or if you pulled it up on your laptop, could you mirror it to your television now that would still mean you would need apple tv though okay and see we don't have we have a fire stick we don't have apple tv listen i'm willing to buy apple tv no doubt no no doubt um to make this happen now i yeah you know and i've told you we had lightning hit a couple of weeks ago and it took out two hdmi port hdmi ports on um, David's big television and then our television in the living room it wiped out and then it got both our Apple TV I mean like it was a whole it was a whole series of things so we have really been in some deep contemplative decision making in our house and when I say um, in our house I really just mean David um, yes, in terms of yes. the best way to 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 maximize our televisions and and to to switch them up and he's ordered mm-hmm. a new one all this kind of stuff but I don't know how you get around 
the HDMI situation. So I will, I will ask him, it sounds like he's on a call right now, but I'm going to, I'm going to ask him, I'm going to text him. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. Okay. And I am going to say, see where that goes and then i'm trying to be proactive because i've still got some time before july 3rd you know i didn't wait till july 2nd to figure this out or per my usual july 3rd at 6 21 to figure it out like i'm i'm trying to be proactive so that i can and listen if it comes down to we have to do that with our tv if we have to take it off the wall i mean i guess we can i just i dread that whole process well sure as you should just here's where I am with the Hamilton thing is I, I really, I need, I need to see it on a really big screen. Yes, that's it. And I need it to be really loud. I need it to be so loud. And so however we can maximize that is what I'm interested in personally. Like I'm really, so I'm thinking, um, we might, we're going to have to watch somehow that like our biggest TV is the one that's on the den end of our bedroom. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm thinking we're gonna have to set up a different seating situation, whatever whatever it takes. But I, this is a situation where I really have some some AV requirements in my head, and I I tend to watch most of my television on a computer, so I'm not normally picky about that. But this is different. This is different. That's that's a, that's exactly right. I'm so happy to sit and watch most things on my laptop. Like mm-hmm. that's really like anything I'm watching that most people like, even to the point that a lot of times, even after Perry goes to bed, I still don't turn Netflix on the big TV. I'm like, I'm happy to sit here and watch it here. But Hamilton is different. It's yes. like, it's, I need the whole, like, I mean, if, if I found out like a local movie theater was airing it, I would go watch it there. Like I need 100%. I need the, yeah. Now, I need the whole thing. Yeah, me too. Now, and I'll say this, now we, we talked um, on a previous episode about, you know, do you, do you listen to the music ahead of time? Do you not? Erin Moon weighed in on this yesterday and I think mm. she made a really good point. I thought so too. I so, thought so too. In case you didn't see what she had to say on Instagram, I'm going to paraphrase. She said that she thinks you should listen to the music ahead of time because it helps to familiarize you a little bit with the story. And that way you can, you can pay attention to other things that are happening, like the staging and the blocking and the dancing and all that kind of stuff. Like you're not having to work quite so hard to follow along. Mm -hmm. So that I feel like it's, that's a good thing to consider. Now I will tell you, I listened to the music for a really long time, before I actually figured out the, the story and still didn't have the whole story figured out before I actually saw it. So, mm-hmm. so it's, it's all how you, how you, you know, how you put things together. But I did think that was a good thing to think about. I think I will probably watch it like 79 times. It's my guess. Yeah. Like I'm, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't see it being something that I just watch once. So obviously people could watch it again, but I thought that was a good thing to consider. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I thought that was good. And I thought, you know, Erin, though, is it comes from a different place, because I was like, because she, she is a theater person, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and, and, and like, so I was like, she probably knows. And and I mean, let's just be honest, Erin Moon's smarter than me. I'm not even going to pretend otherwise. (laughs) Right? I mean, I could. I mean, she just is. So I think Erin Moon is smarter than most of us, honestly. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And so at it, that point, I'm like, chances are she's probably already watching it on such a deeper level than my brain even knows to watch it. Okay. And you add in her theater background, and I think so she knows to look for stuff where right. I'm kind of like, 
her red lipstick really sets off that jacket. <laughs> you know, like that's and not that I didn't get, but I'm just saying I will be, I'll have to watch it a bunch of times to, to probably absorb everything that Aaron Moon absorbed in probably one time of watching it is what I'm saying. Well, this is a good time to point out and we mentioned it before, but, and we can link to it again. So Aaron back when Hamilton was all the rage, um, back in late 2015, early 2016, put together a really comprehensive Hamilton spreadsheet with just about all the Hamilton content available on the web. And I will tell you, I have watched all of it. So Mm -hmm. um, should you watch Hamilton for the first time and then really desire to do a deep dive, which I think is pretty inevitable for people who see it the first time. Yeah, um, for sure. Aaron's Aaron's spreadsheet is your go-to. And so we'll make sure to link to that. It's really a companion as you um, familiarize yourself with all the Hamilton backstory. It's fantastic. So Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. I'll go back through it probably after I watch. I'm so excited because, you know, I had the ticket to see the original cast. Mama died and I didn't get to go. And um, I'm so excited to see the original cast. I'm so excited to get to see Leslie Odom Jr. as Aaron Burr because he's just the gold standard to me. Uh Um, Uh I'm I'm just I'm super excited about um, about seeing Jonathan Groff as as King George, like just the whole thing. Uh Oh, I'm so excited. I know. I know. Me too. So if I can just figure out. I mean, maybe we need to go buy a new TV is at the end of well, the day. Well, that's where I thought I you mean, were going. And I, that's really well, where I feel like David would direct you is probably to a, to a new television. Um, but, I mean, if yours works, you don't, you know. Well, that's, and it's, I mean, it's only like three years old. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing is it's not that old. And I just, I know Perry Shankle is not, listen, he is mm-hmm. not going to be on board for buying a new TV. I mean, yeah. there are things that you know are like doable and things that aren't, that that one is probably not doable. That's right. what I'm saying. Right. And, so. and yours is fine. It's just there's you've got to figure out the best way to to get connected. Yeah. So, yes. um, and if I and if we have to take it, listen, we have time. If we have to take it off the wall and plug in that HDMI deal and run a cord down behind the wall. I mean, I can't think of a way Perry would probably rather spend an afternoon <laughs> than helping me with that project. Well, you do what you have to do to for maximum Hamilton enjoyment. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe David will come down here in a little bit. Okay. Oh, oh well. he says he is, hold on. He is on the phone. Um, so maybe a little bit before he gets down here. But, okay. All right. But well, you know, he a- loves an electronics challenge. Always. Yeah. Well, any, any advice he can offer and any advice. I mean, I just feel like sometimes our listeners are so good about like, oh, this is what we did, or this yes. is how we did this, or this is what you need to do. Yeah. And, and I've been looking on the internet, but the internet has not given me a lot of answers. Okay. All right. So, um, because I was hoping our TV would just have like a browser where I could go and just type in Disney Plus and get it that, but apparently that's not how TVs work. <laughs> right. Uh, I know. Real disappointing. Hello, it's me again. All by myself in the middle of the podcast to talk to you about Thrive Market. So, what if I told you that you could get high quality, organic, and non GMO groceries delivered to your door for a lot less than you're paying now? and help out families in need. That's what I am doing. That's what Melanie is doing since we discovered Thrive Market. And as a proud Thrive Market member, I get the products I love and my paid membership provides a free one for someone in need, like a low-income family or a teacher or a veteran or a first responder. 
Thrive Market tailors to over 70 different diets and values like paleo or keto or plant-based, delivering the highest quality organic and non-GMO food. They also offer clean beauty and bath products, pet staples, and non-toxic cleaning products, plus ethical meat, sustainable seafood, clean wine, and more. Y'all, if you have specific products that you love and specifically products that go with the way of eating you prefer, this is such a game changer because you can search by those ways that you like to eat and find the products that fit in with that. I have a whole thing about certain kinds of granola. I have very specific expectations for my granola and Thrive Market makes it so easy to find granolas that are either grain-free or gluten-free. There's just all kinds of different ways you can search. It's also a great place to look for new bath products if you have really sensitive skin, if there are certain allergens you try to avoid. Thrive Market is a great place to look for those things and you can feel really good about what you are putting on your body. Plus, as a member, I'm saving 25 to 50% off traditional retail prices and their carbon neutral shipping is free on orders over $49. So not only do I feel great about getting a deal on my favorite clean organic products, and I love me some clean organic products, I also feel great about helping to support families who need it most. And in addition to membership matching, Thrive Market is matching donations to their COVID-19 relief fund dollar for dollar. They're working 24-7 to make sure members are getting their groceries delivered as fast as possible. And you can learn more about their commitments to customers and membership matching on their website. So here's what you want to do. You want to try Thrive Market and become a member risk-free. All you have to do is go to thrivemarket.com slash bigboo. Join today and you'll get up to $20 in shopping credit toward your first order. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash big boo to start your risk-free membership and get up to $20 toward your first order. Thrivemarket.com slash big boo. Y'all, if you have specific ways that you like to eat, specific ways you like to clean your home, specific ways you like to ensure that you're using non-harmful products in um, your showers, this is a great, great place to search and to shop. All right, back to episode 190. Well, this is a, a hard left, but okay, I, the other right. day at the grocery store, I was like, oh, I need some laundry detergent. Normally, I buy that at Costco, but we haven't been to Costco nearly as much in the last mm-hmm. little bit. And so um, so I picked up um, a little bottle. I saw it, and it's called Gain Essentials, and oh, it's okay. Gain with Essential Oils. Mm. And I um, got one that the the scent is orange and energetic grapefruit, not just regular uh, grapefruit, oh. but energetic oh, grapefruit. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and I feel like grapefruit is a pretty energetic scent. I know. As is. I know. Listen, it smells so good. And it's like, you're not supposed to use much at all. Like you just use like a quarter cup when you do your laundry. Now, David pointed out when I mentioned it to him, he was like, well, it doesn't say this is for high efficiency washing machines. I don't know if it's for our, you know, because mm-hmm. I was like, well, it was fine. It worked fine. Yeah. Um, I didn't need a lot of it. It's okay. I, but it smells so good. Like, and I, especially okay. for me to like, I like citrus. I like herby. Yeah. I don't like floral smells. To have a laundry detergent that smells like this yeah. is like, it's it's next level. So okay. I just want to point out, it's like, it comes in a really small little 
what do you call that? What do you, what does detergent come in? Not a bottle, not a jar. Um, a box. <laughs> no, it's not a box. Just a, a container. container. It just okay, comes in a, a really container. small container. Okay. And, um, and, and you'll think, well, there's not enough in here, but you really uh-huh. just use so little when you use it that I think it, you know, it'll go the distance. Oh. But it smells I'm, so good. Okay. I'm getting that for sure. I'm looking at it right now online. So I see that they have a lavender one. Yes. Which, I, you know, I like a lavender smell too, but the thought of summer and an orange mm-hmm. citrusy, mm-hmm. that just felt right mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, that, that, I mean, that energetic, you sold me on the energetic grapefruit mm-hmm. because I feel like if there is a way that I want to start my day, that's right. It's with energetic grapefruit. Okay. All right. Oh, I see orange and energetic. Okay. Here it is. Mm-hmm. So I just, okay. I oh, and it's available at HEB. That's even better. Even better. You can get it in your next shift order if you want to. Oh, good. I need to put in a shift order too. I'm just, listen, I'm, but I'm out of things. I'm tired of the cooking. I'm so tired of the cooking. It's just, again, I'm just at a point where, please, everybody just tell me some new things to make. Yes. Now, I will say, if you haven't made, I don't know if you've made Jamie Torrance's baked ziti recently, but it's a real, it's a, that's a good, yeah. It's a real good thing to, um, to make just because it makes a lot and it's a hit. And you, mm-hmm. all you have to do is bread and, and you're done. Um, so that's become a quick one. Like, here's what I did last night that was really good. And it didn't take long at all. I was I wanted to make chicken parmesan, but you know, you're kind of in a situation with meat right now where you kind of have to get whatever is there. You know, like yeah. you just, yeah. so the boneless, skinless chicken breasts were really like the big packs, how I like to buy them. They were super high. But I just, so I just got a couple of packs of just little chicken tenderloins, the little pieces mm-hmm. of chicken. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I um, mixed up an egg and some milk. And then I mixed together some regular breadcrumbs and some panko breadcrumbs in a separate mm. dish. Okay. And so I just stretched the little chicken tenderloins. I browned them on each side in um, olive oil. And then as I took them out after they were brown, I just put them in a, like a nine by 13 casserole dish and just kind of lined them up. Like oh, two okay. rows of those little tenderloins. Uh-huh. And then uh-huh. I poured a jar a jar of marinara on top. Okay. And um, then I put some water in the jar and shook it up to get all the marinara off the edges and then poured that on it. And um, and then I just covered it with provolone and put it in the yeah. oven and then let it cook for maybe 20, 25 minutes. Pulled it uh-huh. out and had made angel hair pasta. It was delicious. Oh, that is a good, I like that. That's good. And it was That's easy. Good. It was quick. Like uh-huh. I sauteed that chicken. Just David was sitting in the chair in the den, just us visiting. It took maybe 10 minutes to cook all that chicken and then just okay. put it in the casserole dish. But then I like, for some reason I liked it. So it was kind of like a little chicken Parmesan casserole, except not really. But then, uh-huh. um, you know, then just to serve it on top of angel hair. And then you could always warm up a little extra marinara if you like really saucy, you know, yes. a lot of red sauce, which I don't. But yeah, okay. but it, was, it was really good. It, I liked it because I like the chicken having that little bit of crust and texture. It was good. Okay. Okay. That sounds good. That Okay. You've given me... You've given me hope. I'm going to have tonight, I'm going out with Gully. And so I'm having my family. I said tonight would be a great night for them to order in sushi because, I, you know, I don't like sushi anymore. And so um, and so they're going to do that. And then I don't know what I'm going to do after that. I kind of thought I may make chili and we can do mm-hmm. chili dogs one night because I'm like, that's easy and everybody can, everybody will eat it. 
I'm just, I don't know. I made that chicken fried steak last night and I was like, this feels like all the cooking <laughs> effort I can have for this week. Yes. And the um, chicken fried steak is, that's a commitment too. I mean, you know. It is a commitment and it's so worth it. Like once you do it and it's never, here's the thing I will say about it. It's never as hard as I remember it in my right, mind being, right. you know, and it's really not even that it's that hard. You know what it is, is by, by the time I do that meal with mashed potatoes and gravy and the whole thing, I feel like I've used every pot and pan in my entire <laughs> kitchen. That's the That's whole. how I felt Sunday. I was like, I have used four different boilers, you know, yes. as opposed to last night. Well, and last night, I guess I used the skillet to brown the chicken and then I had a casserole dish and then I, then I boiled the pasta, but mm-hmm. still that didn't feel quite as, quite as intensive now, yeah. but here, it listen to what happened after. So I fixed supper and we had a good bit of chicken leftover and I came back here in my office to work on some stuff. David was watching television and all of a sudden I hear this, like, like, it sounds like a glass is just shattered. Oh, now, you know, we have a golf course behind our house. So it is, Uh we, there have been times in the past where a golf ball has hit a door or window and, and, you know, shattered it or whatever. So I thought Uh a golf ball had hit somewhere. And, um, anyway, I walked in the kitchen and my casserole dish with the chicken in it had, shattered it had like splintered and shattered into four million pieces no yes oh my gosh wow it was crazy it was like I don't and I still don't really know why unless it had something to do with the how it cooled down I don't know but like the stove was not hot where it was sitting but it so I had to throw out the leftovers because there was a possibility there was glass in there I know that is oh that to me that is tragic (laughs) that I know that terrible. that is that's worse than a bad pedicure. I mean, that to me, like I hate when there's no leftovers. Like mm-hmm. when you've worked so hard mm-hmm. and then it all and they would have been good leftovers too. I'm gonna yeah. tell you, it would have been delicious, but that wasn't not to be. Um, oh, but, I'm so sorry. But let me tell you how the night was redeemed, and you know okay. this. But I was back here and I it was dealing with some email and stuff like that, and I was I thought I kind of wanted to watch something before I went to bed, and so I decided to watch somebody feed feel. <gasps> I cannot be, listen, you texted me last night. And when you said that, that you're, I was so happy for you. Like, I can't even tell you. It felt like it was one of my top moments of 2020 to know you were watching it. It is. I, there have not been many times in the last, I would even say six months where I have thought this is infectious. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, where like it's something feels so joy filled and joyful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I love it. I cannot uh-huh. wait to get to watch more tonight. Yep. yep. I I love the way that he interacts with people. I love his deep affection for people and for yep. food, but mostly for people. Yep. Like it's like the food is a means to getting to know people. Yes. The yes. food's not the star of the show. The people are. Yes. And yes. now the, the the way they they communicate those stories, the food is beautiful. And there were a couple uh-huh. of things last night where I was like, Oh, I would like to try that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but oh my goodness. I mean, it was so encouraging and inspiring to watch um just his wide open heart to every uh-huh. single person he encountered. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. um he did not he he did not condescend to people. I, I don't no. know. It was just, it's, it's so great. It's so great. Yeah. 
And it's really like the best parts. I was thinking about it last night because as much mm-hmm. as I love chef's table, because the, you know, the food's so beautiful and the stories are so interesting. It's really like the best part of that with this added element of, of this man who has just such deep interest in others. Yep. I don't know. It's great. And like his little, his, when he talks to his daddy. Oh, it kills me. It just (sighs) kills me. It's so good. It's because he's so sweet and he's just so, I'm like, this is what we need more of in the world. Like if more of us would just approach life with that openness. And I thought, you know, it's funny because I feel like there's been so much language around, like there's room at the table and everybody can come to the table, but I'm like, you really see in this, it's such a a literal representation yes. of how the table brings people together yes, and, and how powerful it is. Yes. And just to, and to meet people where they are and to not ask them to be anything other than who they are and, right. and, and what their culture is and, and the way, and just to love them and embrace them and to ask them questions about like, well, how did this happen? Or how did you do this? And there's, there's so many, I told you, like I had the Chicago one, which you watched last night. And then I had realized, which I think you did the same thing. Like for whatever reason, when you turn it on Netflix, it doesn't show you the earlier seasons. Like right. you have to go, it just starts you on season three. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did the same thing. I think you did where I'd started watching season three and realized later, like, oh, this isn't the first. Cause he was referencing, like when you saw us in, and I was like, well, I didn't see you in wherever, like, and then I went back. And so now I've started over with season one from the very beginning. But in that first season, he goes to New Orleans. I can't wait. And I'm going to tell you, I, there aren't enough. I mean, like I'm lifting up my hands. There aren't (laughs) enough words. I mean, it is so powerful and it is so like, I could get choked up. It's so moving and Mm -hmm. it's so just what the world needs. And it's, yes. And I feel like it's so refreshing because I don't know if y'all know this, but the world feels like it's on fire. And so to watch something that just feels that pure and that full of love for just our fellow man Mm -hmm. is just, I just, I found it, I find it so endearing. I just think it's, I think everybody should watch it. Yeah. I mean, he just believes the best about everybody he meets. And so what Uh happens in turn is that people are so receptive to him and, and it's, and that's the only way forward you know like nobody's gonna move forward in in anything that is is concerning or hard right now if we don't listen to one another yes and so his willingness his openness and when Melanie mentioned the thing about Chicago and I don't I won't give the whole thing away but Mm -hmm. but the host of the show is Jewish Mm -hmm. but he goes into a church in Chicago where gospel music was founded and just the way that he's received, like it gives me chill bumps, Mm -hmm. the way Mm -hmm. he's received there. Um, and the way that he enters into that is Mm -hmm. a a picture, I think of, of what life should look like a whole lot more than it does. Yeah. And, um, it's just beautiful. And and his willingness to appreciate other things in other cultures that he might not understand or that he might not even believe. Yeah. Um, but he's not threatened, doesn't threaten him. No. He's not threatened by what mm-hmm. he doesn't believe. Mm-hmm. Um, he, but he can appreciate how much it means to the people who believe it. I don't know. I yes. just, yes. golly. Yes. And he's so gracious. Cause I feel like going back and even in season one, there's a couple of times and I hadn't seen him really do this in season three, but there's a couple of times that he eats something that you can tell 
it's not his favorite. Right. You know what I mean? Like just kind of where he tries it, but he's so gracious even in that where it's like, they're like, you don't like it. And he's like, no, it's just, it's different. Like it's Mm -hmm. different. Like it's taken me a minute, but he's just the way he approaches everything. And I thought, I don't know. I just, I love the way I, I have been inspired by the way he loves people and yeah. he embraces everything around him. And he doesn't, I told you, it made me think that I wanted to go to Bangkok and travel down a river market, which, and you know me, I don't, uh-uh. I don't even like any of that food. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, but you watch it and it's so beautiful and the people are just so open and so friendly and just, and I thought, and, and here's, Listen, I'm going to say this. Here's okay. here's my whole thing. I think as we look on Twitter, like the other day, somebody said this statistic, and I don't know if this is true, but it said about 2% of people are on Twitter, 2%. Mm-hmm. And I, I tend to think that for the most part, it represents really the worst 2% of us. <laughs> I mean, I, I do. I think it's I think it's the worst 2%. And not all across the board, but I'm just saying it's just nobody's ever going to come to any kind of real understanding on Twitter or whatever. But I still believe the majority of us, I really want to believe that we fall in that place of wanting to love and embrace our fellow man. Like I really, I want to believe that there's more of us out there that are that Mm -hmm. than the other. So, yeah. And Phil gives me hope that maybe that's true. Right. Like, and I, I don't, yeah. And I don't know if it's Twitter. I don't know what it is. But but I have thought so much this week about what happens when we're hard hearted. Mm-hmm. Like there really is. If we're going to be hard hearted people, there's no way forward. Like no. if we're going to if we're going to be hard hearted, if we're going to shut down um, other ideas, other cultures, other perspectives, if we're so determined um, to, that we're right and everybody else is wrong. Mm -hmm. There is, Mm -hmm. there is zero way forward. And so his wide open, very tender heart towards people, like even the little bit I've seen, I'm like more of that. We more of that because I think that we, I mean, like, listen, we all have places where we have opinions and convictions, but, but where a conviction is partnered with a hard heart, it's, it's, there's, it's not, no, it's not, there's helpful. no, it, because I feel like we've, I feel like we're at a place where everybody in the world is saying what we're saying is not everybody. I'm saying there's a lot of voices saying, well, I'm sorry you feel that way. Mm-hmm. And that's not a real, as, as, as the popcast would tell us, that's not a real apology. Like right. that's not a real, that's not real yeah. repentance to just say, I'm sorry that you feel this way. Mm-hmm. It's like, let's find a way forward to how can we, how can, how can I just say, I accept you for what you are, or this is, this is what this is. And we're going to work forward. And because I do think, I think that's the whole thing. And I don't mean to be, but I mean, I think love is the only way forward. It's like, you have to find this love. And even if you don't understand somebody, like, Mm -hmm. I think I have so many friends where I'm like, if we sat down and picked apart the issues, we would not agree on a lot of issues, but that doesn't mean that we can't love through that and listen and be open-minded and, it, and not be threatened by it. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know why we're so threatened by anything that, that comes in and wants to, to change our hearts a little bit. Or that might, that might cause us a little, uh, it might change our lives, yeah. you know, or it might cause us some discomfort, but it's the best thing for, it's the, it's the best thing for our fellow man. If we can sit in some empathy mm-hmm. with that, and that's the best way we can love our neighbor. If we sit in some empathy, but we, have an empathy crisis in this country yeah. in terms yes, of did. not being able to put ourselves or, or, or just refusing to consider to put ourselves that we uh-huh. should put ourselves in somebody else's shoes. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think he demonstrates such 
empathy and like even watching it last night just watching him sit at all those different tables with all those different mm-hmm. people i thought you know that's a lot of energy like that yeah oh <laughs> that oh. that's a lot to go into different situations and to make connections with people yes. but there was one when he was in marrakesh and he was sitting at the table with the chef and his family i don't know if you remember this yeah and they had all those um i can't remember what you call those things that they hold the food in but like oh, they yeah. were they were all just they were so tickled with one another like you know because he didn't go into that situation he was a guest of in a culture that he I don't know how often he had been a part of that culture Mm -hmm. but he went in with a willingness to understand it and to learn and to listen and and like you could see the joy on every single person's face yeah it's fantastic Yeah. And he does such a good job of where he's like, because I think it was in that episode where he said to the little boy, like he had a shirt that said, like, I don't remember. I like tacos and dinosaurs or whatever. Yeah. And he was Mm -hmm. like, me too. Those Mm -hmm. are my favorite. And I was like, he finds the common ground. Like, here we are. I'm this, you know, white American Jewish man in Marrakesh and a whole different culture. But it's like he's he's working to find the common ground with people. And I think food, number one, is such a great starting place. Yeah. But then he takes it deeper into um, their lives and what they like and how look at we're more similar like who would think that we would have these things in common um, even though our lives and the way we've been raised and everything are so different and I I just I love him I'm a big fan yeah it's fantastic it's uh-huh. so good so uh-huh. so that's a win Melanie <clears throat> Shankle that was a fun well, well listen I th- I want to say that the original I think Karen Howe mentioned it okay I I think that's where I saw it. I know it was on somebody's I Instagram think you're right. and I almost am positive it was her. And I was kind of like, eh. and like the only reason I turned it on, cause you know, typically I'm like, yeah, food shows, I could take them or leave them. But I turned it on just because there was one night where I was like, I need something to watch. And I think too, because we can't really go anywhere right now. It's, mm-hmm. and I'm not a big traveler anyway, but I love to be able to vicariously see all these places and yeah. like where he's going. And, um, you know, and I make these mental notes of, Oh, so when I find myself in Bangkok, I'm going to make sure to check out <laughs> the right. whatever, whatever to get the best, whatever. And I'm like, I'm probably never going to go to Bangkok, but just if I do, if I do. Well, and one thing I loved about that episode when he was in Marrakesh was like he made a connection with one of the hotel employees and Uh then ended up taking that hotel employee with him to enjoy a meal at a local restaurant when the, and the the hotel employee happened to be related to the chef. And I don't Uh know, it's just that whole thing. Like there are so many things that connect us. Yeah. And we have so much focus on, on, um, I don't know. We just, for whatever reason, we're at a point in time where we look and I'm, I'm talking about, I'm not accusing anybody else of anything, but like, I, yeah. like I'll look at how I feel about something and I will, I, I will sort of push aside maybe the opinion or the perspective of somebody who I know disagrees mm-hmm. with me. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. um, when actually the better strategy there is, um, is to be wide open. I'm not saying to be wide open, with people who are unhealthy. I'm not saying that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just all in the context of healthy relationship, but like, it's a good reminder of um, how well it serves us to, to look for opportunities to love people. It Mm -hmm. it really does. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Totally agree. All right. Well, okay. Well, that was fantastic. Listen, not the podcast talking about somebody feeds feel. I mean, (laughs) not, not, this podcast has been phenomenal. It's been fantastic. I, it's some I of our best work. All, <laughs> I hope y'all have all been left with a feeling of awe and wonder. That's right.
And how do they do this week after week yes, so magnificently? That's right. That's what we were going for. Um, <laughs> all right. So take all care, right. everybody. We'll talk to y'all later. All right. Bye, everybody.